Okay, right then. How are we, Booth? How are we, Tom? What have you been up to today? Fine this morning. Um, yeah. Waiting for you to sort Zoom out because you don't seem that technologically advanced, Tom. Technically. So, uh, waiting for you to get, get sorted. Then yeah. waiting for Paul to decide he was ready to do the podcast and then uh, sat here with you two beautiful gentlemen. Paul will be here at 11. <laughs> Not a single minute earlier. Yeah, Paul. Uh, when you when you say a time, that's that's what you do. Paul, you stick to it. Paul got angry this morning. Um, he wanted to be very punctual. Um, but uh, we're only twenty minutes late, don't worry. Yeah, but we're only. Um, but no, that's probably a good place to start. Um, how are you, Paul? Um, I'm not doing too great at the minute. Not been well for the past few weeks. Um, so from a, from a physical standpoint, I'm, you know, I'm getting on. But um, you know, from a, from a mental mental point of view, like I'm actually quite um, quite enjoying lockdown and all the all the time it's given me. Really. Yeah, you've um, you've followed the trend of uh, picking some things up, haven't you? With like. Um... Like uh, getting back into yoga and uh, meditating and that kind of thing, stuff that you probably felt you should have been doing, uh, or, or like, the, like that's been the trend, and people picking things up um, that they, they probably would have wanted to do with the free we've got. So, some people have started running, haven't they? Weirdos, <laughs> weirdos, yeah. Weird. some people have even been running marathons. The free <laughs> animals, I did, uh, I did see you the other day, and your, your legs have gone awfully thin. Don't say that. <laughs> I've got a serious complex about it. So, yeah, so I've uh, got the boys on the podcast this week. Um, this is pretty pretty a normal scenario for, for, for us three. Uh, we spend a lot of time in Salt Fitz Cafe uh, where, the, where the lads work and welcome me uh, with open arms, which I'm thankful for. Um, but um, there's going to be a little bit of a change to that. Uh, so I just want to start today by introducing um, Paolo to, to, to the studio. Um, Paul is going to be um, moving from Total um, and coming to work in, uh, in the studio for, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just want to say... Thanks, Paul. It's, it's good. It's good to have you on board. Uh, Paul's going to be a part of um, a part of everything we do here. Um, firstly, uh, uh, the first thing he's going to be a big part of is leading into the next transformation challenge. So, um, the next transformation challenge is going to start as soon as the gyms open, and it's looking like the fourth of July. So, we're going to open that this week. Um, I've already had five people jump on that um, from like an early bird sign up from when the last one finished. Um, so you guys are going to, uh, if you're listening, you guys are going to kind of get all that information this week. Um, but if anyone's listening and wants to sign up to the next 10-week challenge, um, you are more than welcome. It's a 10-week transformation challenge uh, with a photo shoot at the end of it in the studio. You get to keep all your professional images uh, and the winner um, goes on a holiday and it's likely to be a repeat of the last holiday, um, which was... Um, a, a trip to Ibiza, um, so yeah, w w I think I think the world's going to open up in enough time for for me to send uh, for me to send someone else along with Chris, who won the last challenge to Ibiza um, at the end of the year. So that is uh, that is going to be good. Um, so we, we've we've basically um, 
we basically open the podcast up to a Q&A. Um, so whoever uh, has sent these questions in, uh, I'm really grateful because they're, they're good. So, shall we start? Shall we go? First question. Great. Started the podcast with a nice little plug for your transformation challenge, and now we'll get to the real stuff. Actually, talk <laughs> questions. I think the podcast called Talks with Tom. It's my podcast. So, uh, which, which Tom that is? Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but he's got you there, Tom. I'm just waiting for how, how long is it going to take for football to come up and then you two can both gang up on me? Yes. <laughs> Start straight away if you want. We've had a question here from listener Tom Routley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Excited are we about the football coming back and Liverpool winning league? Tom Ogden, I'd like to start with you as a Man City fan. Uh, do you know what? I hope I hope we get beat by Arsenal and then I hope you beat Everton and win it and we can just start this whole process of getting over you winning the league and just getting it <laughs> done and getting it out the way and horrible in it. Horrible. Horrible times to be alive, but you know. I mean, I mean it is, but not for that reason. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, out of Corona is you not being able to lift the league when you wanted to. It, uh, you well, know what? It's probably it probably is going to happen. I think you. How, how many your last six games against Arsenal? I think you've beat them by a three goal margin every time or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just written in the stars, in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> move on from football, please. <laughs> Aguero, we're not still alive here, Tom, as you said. <laughs> um, First question, um, which somebody sent in, um, probably sounds like somebody is looking to start um, start their career in our wonderful, wonderful industry uh, after lockdown. And it says the top five tips to a new trainer starting in a um, in a gym after lockdown. So um, I know we've kind of all got our own ideas on this um, because. We, we, well, first of all, we all pick clients up from different places. So that's, that's important to remember before we answer this. But anyone want to go first? Anyone want to volunteer some absolute soundbite goals for, for the first question? Well, um, so the first, the first <laughs> thing that... <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first thing that I'd say to any, anyone looking to get into, um, into personal training... Um, that's already not a trainer is really go and do your research and go and speak to a lot of coaches and find out what it, what the job actually is like um, because I think a lot of people have a bit of a misconception of what it is yeah. um, and what we do so the, the first thing I'd say is go and do your research and find out exactly what personal training is all about yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I would agree with that um it's something you touched on there. Uh, if you if you like your evenings, don't become a PT. Don't become a PT unless unless you unless you're further into your career and you can manage your diary a little bit better. But um, um, you know, leading on to the, leading on to the next point is training as many different people from as many different backgrounds as you can when you first get going. Say yes to everyone. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to train through the evenings, early mornings, late evenings. Uh, so just get used to that. But I mean, you know, that's uh, that's kind. That's kind of a given, especially if you're motivated um, to succeed with your career and stuff like that. But um, 
but yeah, we, something which we all think all three of us agree on, we, we've chatted about this previously, is that uh, once you have trained as many people from as many different backgrounds as possible, um, then then you have the opportunity to kind of narrow in on your niche. And, and, we, and I think we spoke about um, and agreed that that actually helps your business run. So when you when you kind of get to grips with the people that you do want to train, you can get kind of get to grips with what your demographic is. Um, it's really important that you kind of align your business with that because um, you'll have a higher percentage chance of obtaining better results with those clients. Therefore, word of mouth. Therefore results are your, your basic marketing we know that um and and then kind of you streamline your business in that way um what would you guys what would you say to that would you say that's a good follow-on yeah i think i think at the start you definitely like you said you need to work with as many people as possible to even be able to find that niche like i know yeah. I'm, I'm coming up to three years in the industry now and i've I, obviously all my clients are gen pop clients um, and I still don't really know what I want my niche to be. Like, I like the body transformation side of things. I like the um, getting physically prepared for like combat sports and things like that. Um, but then by the same token, one of my favorite clients is a 60 year old woman. So, you know, it's like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there, Tom. I, I, think, um, I think you do have to go into that sort of niche eventually. But before that, as you said, get plenty of experience working with as many people as you possibly can and find out what your niche is yourself. Find out what you want to do because at the end of the day, you're going to want to, you, obviously, you want to enjoy your job. Uh, if you try and niche a little bit too early, you might think, actually, this, maybe this isn't for me, you know. Um, so, yeah, work with as many, as many different people as possible and then, and then go from there. Yeah. I think, I think following off that as, from that as well, a, a, a third point is... Um, kind of understand your surroundings understand where your clients come from um there's no doubt that um social media is massive in what we do um but again this is something we've spoke about in the past um you, i get a lot of clients through social media um but i'm not on a gym floor because i have the studio so that's that's the nature of what i do um but don't be what what i think the the the, the main snippet of the point is uh don't be confused with uh where you're picking up custom from if you're a gym floor pt master the gym floor before you master social media um if you're the other way around master social media and then be able to pick up clients in in, in all the kind of different areas you know commercially going into businesses or, or kind of whatever you do that way but um, you know, it's important to have an element of both um, because, you know, the world's going the, the way of, of technology at the minute and, and often we start relationships, uh, every kind of relationship, whether that's through Tinder or clients, we start a lot of relationships electronically. People, people walk past a PT in the gym and they search for them on social media. It's that simple. Like they don't, you know, the, the, the days of... Um, the days of uh, did everyone go black then? Sorry about that. Uh, the days of um, sorry, sorry, podcast listeners. I'm gonna have to turn sideways. Oh, me a sec, guys. Make sure your phone's on charge, Tom. Don't want any disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's it. For anyone, uh, yeah, no, that is. 
for anyone for anyone listening, Tom is a technological genius. Uh, I think that's rude, to be honest with you. Uh, it is, to be fair. I tell you what, I've I've mastered this. Understatement. <laughs> so, for anyone listening, yes, the, the, the other day uh, when Paul and I were having a little chat about kind of things going forward in the studio, um, we tried to record the podcast from two meters away from each other in person, um, and uh, I'm fucked. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't work <laughs> well. Um, so. I'm just creating the most technologically advanced uh, phone stand you've ever seen. There we go. What were we saying? Sorry about that, guys. I think we can lead on to point four from um, from what we've just been saying there, uh, and that's know that you're gonna fuck up. Um, yeah. Like, like know that you're gonna yeah. make mistakes um, when you're starting out, and just accept them for what they are, because yeah. You know, if you if you beat yourself up over, oh, I should have done this, should have said that, um, you know, you're just going to end up in in a negative loop instead of learning from those from those mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no mistakes. It's just lessons. Um, you know, lessons to how you you you'll you know you'll leave some you'll leave some consultations and go. Didn't really do that one very well. <laughs> Definitely not going to sign them up. And you'll leave some and go. Fucking hell, I didn't even know I knew that. That was me. And and everything in between. Um, but I guess kind of, yeah, like, like that, just like I've just, I've, it's obviously only the second podcast and things can fuck up sometimes. So, yeah, it's a good point. But, um, you know, just kind, just kind of to finish that, um, to, fi- to finish that third one, just just make sure you know where your client's coming from and don't, um, don't kind of spend uh, time away from... Um, don't kind of spend time away, f- f- too too much time away from that. Trying to put time into other stuff. So you know, if you if you're if you're on the gym floor and you're getting all your clients from what is a pool of people, let's say let's say our local Total Fitness has got six thousand live members. You want to use might want to correct me something around there. Then that, that's a lot of people to pick from. A lot of people, and absolutely every PT in that building can do. 30, 40 sessions a week because that is a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds from with a lot of money as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, but but then, as Paul said, leading on to that, uh, just accept that uh, as a as a starting PT and even as even not as a starting PT, just accept the fact that um, you know some things are gonna some things are gonna go wrong and it's all about uh, learning from them. Moving forward and using them in the future, um, that's something which I said in my last podcast, um, which uh, one of the people who listened, Sam, uh, quoted me on uh, this week, said, um, some, I said, sometimes we have to do things wrong to do them right in the future. And that's, that is literally about what p- career progression and, and progression in anything is. So um, I'll leave that one well, there. Life, life is, isn't it? That is what that is what life is, yeah. And then and then you get to eighty and look back and you tell your grandkids and they don't fucking listen, and that's that's pretty much the cycle of life. Um, but yeah. So anyway, point five. And seeing as Tom threw Paul under the bus, there you go. Tom, point five is all yours, my friend. So you touched on before, say goodbye to your evenings. I'd also add, say goodbye to your mornings and possibly yeah. weekends as well to that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Be prepared to be in the gym. If you're just starting out as a PT, be prepared to be on that gym floor. Yeah. Fucking 24-7, mate. As long as yeah, the gym's yeah. open, as long as the gym's open, you should be there looking for clients and looking to build your business and 
that's you know, it. it that's it, it. Last forever you know it doesn't you're not going to be doing all the hours under the sun forever you're going to get to mm-hmm. a point where you can manipulate your diary to fit what you want yeah um, but at the same time when you're starting out those first six months year year and a half you have to graph mm-hmm. and graph and graph and believe me monsters and pre-workouts are going to be your friend <laughs> yeah that is true um and seeing as uh, and seeing as tom just kindly uh, modified my point two and made it point five i'm gonna i'm gonna go with point five as um, <laughs> i'm gonna go with point five as i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on something tom said is being in the gym all the time and um I think I think one of the um, I think one of the best things you can have in life, not just in business, especially when you own a business and you are the face of the business, um, is good self awareness and having uh, having a good understanding of how people view you um, and how one person from over there views you and how one person from over there views you. So you know, you, Tom said you got to be in the gym at all times. Um, you got to be, you got to be giving stuff away for free. You got to be doing workshops on the gym floor. Um, you know, if you, whatever your particular strength is, let's say you, you think you're particularly good at, um, at the deadlift. First of all, check that you are. Check with someone who, who is, is actually fantastic at the deadlift. Um, check, you know, learn from them, take it onto the gym floor, host a free workshop, give stuff away for free. Um, you can do that with social media or you can do that in person um, and, 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 you know, start with that. But whilst you're in the gym, making sure that you're not bouncing around the gym in a, in, with your hood up in, in, a, in, a, in a kind of commercial gym, like a, like a, a, 20, uh, like a pure gym, Total Fitness, DW, whatever, David Lloyd. Don't be bouncing around the gym with your hood up, snarling at people, even if you think you're not snarling at people. Have a, have a clear understanding of how everybody in that, in that room views you what your body language is what you're doing in your time off are you sitting in the cafe is your laptop open i don't care if your laptop is up catching up on the latest episode of talks with tom pow another plug um <laughs> but the laptop's open in the cafe and people are walking past and they're seeing that you're at work you're either educating yourself you're writing programs for clients um you know be, be a presence at all times and understand how that presence looks. Okay, so there is some five good points. Um, another question. I shall pick it from our list. We've, we, we've written a list down from the things we've asked. Um, let's go with um, a good follow on from that question is anything you tell your younger self in business or life? Tom, I'll, let you go, I'll let you go for that one first. What was it? Anything you tell yourself? Anything you tell your younger self in business and life? That's quite a lot for you, though, isn't it, Tom? Because you're like 38 now, aren't you? <laughs> 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 is, this, is this digs at Tom or talks? Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I wanted to be, mate. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, really. It's a tough question. I think just to just to work hard and always be true to yourself. I would say always, mm-hmm. always follow your own. I know I think we've got a question in there about values, haven't we? Like always, always be true to your values and don't ever lose sight of those. Because if you start losing yeah. sight of your values, um, yeah. you'll ultimately be unhappy and you'll, you'll, you won't know who you are and you'll have some sort of identity crisis at some point. Yeah. 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 Um, but always be true to yourself. So I always say that like, we can probably, <laughs> can probably talk, not like miss that question out about values now. Cause I'm kind of going into it with this one, but I always say that my three values in life are honesty, loyalty, and hard work. 
Um, so as long as I can follow those values every single day, uh, then I know I can be I can be content with myself. So yeah, yeah. I reckon I reckon that's my answer for that one. Okay. Nothing, nothing business um, specific, um, but just being true to your values, and then you'll get you'll get to where you need to be in life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna answer that with. Um, You, if you really want, if you really want to achieve great things in your career, and I'm going to apply this to PT, um, you've got to work harder than you think you do. Um, I know going into the industry when I was younger, um, I thought it was quite glamorous. I thought it was, um, I thought it would be easier than it is. Um, and there's a big saying in this industry, which is totally untrue. Um, Oh, the, the industry is saturated with PTs, the industry is saturated with coaches, everyone's an online coach, blah, 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 blah. Is not. It's saturated with shit coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to work hard to stand out from that and not be tarred with the same brush um, as people who don't take their business or themselves very seriously. Um, and for your business to stand out, which it can do very easily, you 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 have to you you kind of have to take that you have to take that seriously. So what I would say is to my younger self wanting to be a PT, um, un- understand um, you know un- understand the the seriousness of of taking yourself seriously and understanding the commercial aspect of of owning a business because you're not um, you, as much as you're a sole trader. Um, it's important to understand that you are you are a business front as well, and no matter how you see yourself, um, other people will 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 always see you differently, and it's important to stand out from the from the crowd. So that's what I would tell my your no, uh, my younger self in business. What I would tell my younger self in life is, um, I, the, I hate I, I like and hate the saying, um, things are going to be all right equally because sometimes people say it um dismissively but then sometimes people say it with like really genuine meaning so one of my friends said it to me once when i was feeling really really shit and he said to me and he said said what you don't understand is right now because you can't see it and you can't see like the end of the tunnel you are going to be all right but what he meant was you're going to be all right because of the effort you put in to be better, the 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 things that we're gonna do as friends and, and, and family around you to, to to help you get there. So try and try and understand that phrase a little bit more is what I would say to myself, my younger self in life. Uh, you are you are gonna be all right. Um and, and things don't always seem as, as as shit as they as they feel at the time. But um understand that phrase for, for more than it appears just just as those couple of words. Paolo, go. Pow. I just kind of stole my. Uh, Sorry. Uh, sort of kind of what I was going to say, but um, <clears throat> something that something that uh, Tom always has a laugh and joke with me with is something that I say all the time to to everyone is like that's okay. I would just tell my younger self that, that um, yeah, you know, no matter what what I was going through, that you know, that's all right. You know, it's okay to feel the way that. Um, the way that I've felt in the past and you know things will change mm-hmm. um, so very very similar to what to your last point there 
Um, from a, a business point of view, I would probably tell uh, my younger self um, to fucking start earlier. Yeah. Uh, if start anything. the good stuff earlier. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, make that um, make that decision to to go self-employed, to be a PT, um, you know, to help people change change their lives, I would say, we can do that sooner than you've done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the only, once you, once you make that decision, the only way is, uh, the only way is up and you'll have those eureka moments, won't you? Where you go, I should have done this, should have done this earlier. Um, cool, good answers, good can answers. I for... Can I add something to what you two were just saying then? No, I no. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is on right I'm going to put you in a gi in <laughs> um, yeah what you two were just saying then that um, the thing, things will be alright thing like I thought that was really really interesting and I read a book at the start of the year called, it's quite a popular one called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers and there was a, there was a line in it um, and it was, it was whatever happens I'll handle it and for some reason, that like really, really stuck with me, and it's been like yeah. a, bit of a, a bit of a motto of mine this year. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what is thrown my way; I will handle it. And yeah, I think it's once, you, once you tell yourself that, and you, you bed that into your brain, you, you can feel yeah. indestructible. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I've got a client called John, and he's probably the he's probably um, through life experience one of the wisest people you could ever wish to meet. Um, got unbelievable stories done things in his life that people can only dream about um and he said to me um that whether you like it or not whatever lands on your doorstep whoever knocks on your door whoever whatever is there you have to deal with it in any way you know how not dealing with something doesn't doesn't fix it. He said you might you might you might you might you might deal with it in the wrong way. You've got to deal with it. Um, and 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 I he said the the more times you do that and the more times you face up to the fact that you've got to deal with it, um, you'll get better at dealing with it and you will make better decisions as you go along. And I think that is maybe he read that book and maybe he stole that. Maybe that he is, wrote that book. Yeah, maybe he wrote <laughs> that book. Uh, maybe he did. Um. I wish he would write a book. Uh, he's cool. So let's pick a good one. Let's pick a good one. Um, are you money motivated? So you want to be a millionaire? Who's up first? I I asked the question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'll I'll go first then, shall I? Um, um, I think to some degree, um, everyone is 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 somewhat money motivated. Um, personally, I have you know I think it would be, um, you know, nice um, to be a millionaire, but I think just in in the nature of my answer there, that kind of shows that I'm not really that that fussed. If I wanted to be a millionaire, I'd probably say that with a bit more passion and a bit more and a bit more drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of I'm money money motivated um, in the sense that I want enough money to be able to um, not have any any financial um, 
any financial worries. So just enough to support me in terms of, you know, if I want something, I can, I'll be able to afford it and I won't have any, um, any problems that come from a financial point of view, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I firstly, I firstly agree with, I think everybody, um, in some capacity is money motivated, um, in every, in, on every level of, um, in a kind of every level of human. But, um, I, I think, um, before I answer my question, before I answer that, I'm going to say, I think it's absolutely fine to be money motivated. Um, as long as your, um, as long as kind of your moral compass is in the right place with it, um, and the and your product in if in 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 your fo- in the form of your business, um, like I'm gonna I'm gonna this is gonna sound really arrogant, but I'm I'm really really proud of what I do. I'm really proud of what um what I can have I've built. I'm proud of the results that the clients get, and I'd like to think that um I'm pretty good at my job because because like you too, I want to be. Not, not through, not through default, not through anything other than I, I want to be, I want to be good at my job, um, and from that point, I think it's fine. To, I think it's great to be money motivated, and and I, and I totally am money motivated um, for a number of reasons, really. Um, like, I mean, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love more money than I know what to do with, but I'd want to, I want to get to that point and go. I've, I've earned this, I've earned this money. Um, you know, I had um, a bit of a, a you know, when, when, when my, my, my mum and dad divorced when I was younger, um, you know, the, 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 the sides of the, the coin, the sides of the coin are pretty different. And there was, and, you know, um, I don't really know how to say this. Um, uh, some sometimes, uh, sometimes like there was a couple of Christmases at my mum's house, quite a few years where we just didn't have a Christmas. We just had a roast, and that and that was fine by me. Um, and it kind of taught me the value of it taught me the value of a, more than a few things, more than money. Um, but um, it also taught me that I I wanted it loads. And 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 I don't I don't mind you know I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. So I am money motivated. And, and do you want to be a millionaire? Yeah, I, I do. Um, and there's and I, and there's there's plans in place as well. I think for, at my at my end to kind of to kind of do that. Um, so yeah, that's all I'll say for now because otherwise you, <laughs> you you can you can say too much. And then if I don't become one, I'm gonna look like a melon. When, when, then all three people tune into this podcast and caught me up on it. So, um, <laughs> to be, to be fair, so yeah, Tom, I am money motivated. A... I do want to be a millionaire, and I think it's, I think it's okay to do that. It comes from the right place, um, and that's really important. Tommy Tomaso. Well, just want to, just want to point out there, Tom, that with that, with that haircut, the audio do look a little bit like a melon. So, yeah, it's a microphone. This is don't don't mistake this for a podcasting microphone. This is my head. <laughs> you were a millionaire, weren't you? And then you spent all your money on a full stitch in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I did have more money than I have now. I've now got a fantastic airline all the way from Turkey. You can use the promo code. Tom Ogden is a meth 10 for 10% off. 
<laughs> at the clinic. Um, yeah. yeah, so my take on the whole thing, I thought what you said then was fucking excellent, Tom, and I think that you've obviously got a real a deep driver for, behind why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, you, it's not a case of trying to fucking just get mo- the most money out of people. It's it's to live like a life that maybe you 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 didn't think was possible at a younger age, and now now you mm-hmm. can make that with your bare hands. I yeah, I just I just want to say there. I feel I feel, I feel like I'm, sorry, Tom, to interrupt. You. I feel like this is important. Um, you know, we did we didn't we didn't miss out on we didn't miss out on stuff. I mean, I mean I'm not saying I'm you know I'm not saying we lived in uh, there's definitely people that were in worse situations, but there was just some pockets of time that you know, were more uncomfortable than others. And, and, and that was that was enough. And, you know, on the other side of the coin as well, um, I, I do have to, I do have to say, you know, my dad was, my dad was pretty comfortable. Um, but I was exposed to, I was exposed to somebody that I, somebody that I loved um, being, uh, being put in a, in a compromising position enough to make, to make that decision for myself later on in, in my adult life. And my, my, funny, my dad always said to me as well, um, when I, I when I was thirteen on my paper round, um, I hated my, hated my paper round. It was in Williston, and the driveways were like some of the driveways were like a quarter of a mile long, and I detested my dad for making me keep it. Um, and he said, "You're not um, the day like the." The day I turned whatever, when I, when he thought I was old enough, he was like, "You're not getting another penny off me until you get a job, and if you, when you get a job, I'll double your money." So like. So let's say the paper round paid me fifteen quid. He gave me fifteen quid. Like he knew he was, and he knew he was winning there. Like he wasn't like giving away millions, but I hated it. And I, on the paper round, I walked into the pub when it was raining, and there was water dripping off me. And uh, I said to the woman behind the bar, um, I, "Have you got any glass collecting jobs?" And this must have been like the 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 Monday. Um, and she was, and I swear to this day, she didn't have a job for me. And she let me start on the Friday collecting glasses in my school shares because <laughs> I was pissed wet through with rain. And my dad always said to me from that, I knew you were going to be self-employed because I just want, I just kind of wanted that, that kind of that that extra bit. You know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be walking around in the rain, but I still wanted, I still wanted the money. So then when I went home and told my dad. I said, I've got a new job. And he was like, what? <laughs> I said, I'm collecting glasses in the pub. And he said, um, and then I said, and then he, he kind of didn't say anything. And I said, and I'm getting paid more. So you've got, got to pay me more. <laughs> 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 so sorry, Tom, I just felt I needed to add that in because it wasn't a sob story. It was just a, a learned behavior that I thought was important to my answer. So Tommy, tomorrow, go again, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my, my answer is a bit similar to Paul's, but I'll just try and sum it up a little bit. So, I'm, mo- I'm not necessarily motivated by money, but I'm motivated by freedom. So yeah. I want to be able to kind of do what I want when I want. And I want to be yeah. able to buy what I want when I want. So I-, I try and phrase it like that a little bit. And I think, I don't know if it was Phil Graham that talked about this, Paul. I don't know if we've had a, had a little chat about this, but maybe it, was, it might have been Mark Hall. Mark Hall's or Phil Graham, one of those two. And it, it was like, um, if, you f- if you flip it the other way around and you go like, if you're not earning enough money, you'll be worrying about not earning enough money. So you won't be able to do your job as well and you won't be able to service your clients to the best of your yeah. ability because you've got all other issues going on. And it's like, when you flip it like that, it's like, you know, people people might say personal training is expensive or whatever. I mean, if you get a good enough coach, you, you, you pay for what you get, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you flip it around like that and go, you need to earn enough money so that you're comfortable enough to be able to service your clients and service those, those people that get into business with you. So yeah, so just mm-hmm. to sum up, I'd say, I'm motivated by by freedom as opposed to money. I'd love to be a millionaire, but at the same time, I wouldn't put 
I wouldn't put like a, a digit on how much money I want to earn. It, it'd more be like a sort of feeling as opposed to a, a yeah. number in a bank account that I'd want to achieve, I guess. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, no, that's, that's a good answer. Something, something a lot of um, Danny PTs listening that are uncomfortable talking about money. Um, Tom just hit the nail on the head there with uh, with what he said about um, you know if you're if you're financially worried and you're concerned uh, or you know you're bothered about talking to clients about money, um, you know that's going to negatively impact your service to those people. So get comfortable with it because it'll help you do your job, which will help yeah. those people more. <laughs> Fucking win win. I work, I work with a, a great sales guy that a lot of people listening to this podcast probably will know, Stu, uh, Stu McKenzie. Um, and um, Stu, Stu has done a brilliant job in explaining to me that money isn't, money isn't a dirty thing. Like talking about money isn't bad. Um, the, you, I think a lot of people come into PT uh, at, at a young age for a start. So it's hard to talk to people who are, potentially 10, 15, 20 years older than you about money. Um, but what you have to remember is your perception of that situation and you nervously going into that situation thinking, oh God, I'm going to talk about money. The other person on the other side of the table isn't thinking about that. They are there because they're prepared to spend money. They, they don't think talking about money is dirty. So don't, if you, you, you your tribe will be infected by your vibe. So, if you give that off, that you're nervous about this scenario, then they're going to be like, should I hand this money over? Do I? Do I? It's like, they're going to feed off that. Um, and like, if you're confident, not confident in your product, but if you're happy with your product and you're proud of it, tell them what the price is. I'm proud of my price. I think um, there's something which I would say to PTs that who, who kind of asked me for help in that area. Um, if you focus on your value, not your price. So pick a price point, X amount per month. Let's say 170 pound a month for one session a week PT. If you think that's a lot, provide the client with 180 pound a month's worth of value and you will never be worried about the, 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 the money that you charge because in your head, you're giving someone 10 pound off. Like I, I, I think, I think my, some of my clients say to me, um, you should probably charge more. And I'm like, I don't want to because I, I'm comfortable and I've created a scenario where I'm comfortable about that. Um, it'll come in time, but I think that's the ladder of, of doing that. Um, so yeah, that, that was a really good point that by Paul, because, um, because going back to a point we said in our first question, which was top five points and something I said about taking your business business seriously and standing out from the rest that is a huge part of it taking your business seriously understanding the commercial aspects and a big part of that is you're a business you've got to talk about the finances so do that that goes with everything that's not just pt that's everything the world spins on a two pound coin you heard it here first the gravitational pull is like somewhere in the south pole and it's just like on how, a many one how many one-liners from this podcast do you reckon we've, we've dropped a few i don't there. know i've got a couple more i've got a couple more ready what do you? I'll, I'll, is that? Are you flexing there, Tom, or stretching? Uh, it's just a shame that people listening to audio wouldn't have been able to see that. It was. I, I hit it as a as a stretch, but it was probably a flex, to be honest. Yeah, I'm hoping this one's going on YouTube, but I don't know if they're going to filter your face, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, so, next question. Next question. 
Tom, someone asked you if you if you if you do anything else outside of BJJ, gym, running, and just generally being an intense motherfucker. So, um, I'm wondering if you do. I don't think you have time. I know you pretty well. We talk quite a lot. Um, maybe you, maybe you do. Do you? I don't know. I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm quite, I'm quite upfront and open with what I do. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Paul, what about you? Wondered where that was going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can sense that from from the start. Really. <laughs> um, Paul's, um, Paul's a model. Yeah. A model. Yeah, I'm a model. Paul's a model. So, uh, on the subject of wanting to be a millionaire. I just want to publicly announce that uh, I'm starting a company for uh, the entertainment for Hindus and <laughs> <laughs> and other such parties. Um, and if you'd like to employ a life model, um, we have one on the podcast. Um, with or without clothes is an option on the websites that we are building. Um, so it's yeah, on, it's only without. I was going to say, there's no totally without, okay, so yeah. there, we go, there, there we have it. It's a Talks with Tom exclusive. Um, Paul is a naked life model. But I'm going to kind of get away from the, the funniness of this and say to Paul, I think there's some kind of... Look, I, I know how you think. Um, and I know you're, you kind of look for... You look for some personal entertainment through areas outside of what other people do because of your past experiences with like i don't i hope you don't mind me saying this i know you talk about it on social media but you you um you kind of you're the first to say that you've probably had a bit of a bad relationship with alcohol in the past when you kind of partied a lot um and kind of the other things that come with alcohol that kind of lifestyle and so i think you probably do that to find this kind of and it's a fucking, that, it's a fucking buzz, mate. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So, like, I don't think we've ever properly spoke about this. I don't know if you have. So Tom. let's do it. Do for everyone to listening to. <laughs> yeah. Do, do I mean this is what this is what this podcast is for? To, to entertain yeah. the masses. Do, do you have a why? Is that am I right? That's that's my, that's my opinion or my thought process on it. Am I right? Yeah. So like you know, I actually get paid for it as well, which. Which helps. Um, but, no, you know, a prostitute, are you, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, mate. Not at the minute. Slow. <laughs> Please check uh, back on my new website to see if that service is available. It's <laughs> no, I'm not going to carry on. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think I paid for it, so, so that's, that's pretty decent. But, um, yeah. The sort of main reason that, um, that I, that I do it um, is because it's just it's just something different, and um, I just love kind of like looking for um, you know sort of different experiences. Like I don't like I don't like the idea of of, of not having done things. Um, yeah. Even even so, even to the point where it might be like okay, I fucking hated that, but I still done it, and I still know what it was like. in, in order to make that sort of judgment. Um, yeah. So I just I kind of like um, when I see you know. So I was actually I was actually looking for um, 
for just normal type of modeling things like underwear modeling and stuff like that. Probably on the yeah. back of like doing a photo shoot. And I was like, oh, look, you know, yeah, look at yeah, me. Yeah. But, get, yourself, um, get yourself in good shape. You're feeling the vibe and then. Yeah. Um, and then it was Google, actually. Google search um, sorted me right out. You know, I put in um, male modeling and then it just came up with one of the, the search things like nude. And I was like, clicked on it because <laughs> I just couldn't help myself and, uh, and yeah and I, I just fell into uh, doing doing life modeling so that fell it fell into a 20 person strong Hindu and that was it <laughs> yeah and then I never looked back <laughs> what, so what come on tell tell me then tell me then about the um tell me then about the the, the first time you did it Going, you go, you going up the stairs. You've, you've got Claire from Wigan and her forty mates <laughs> sitting in a hotel room, ready to draw you, Wonga. Uh, so um, the first one that I done was for a group of about ten. So it wasn't actually that many, um, okay. and it was in a, it was, it was in like a little apartment in, in Liverpool near near Concert Square, and it was a quite late one. I thought, oh, you know, it's going to be wrecked already. Yes drinking or that type of thing mm -hmm. so actually like really really uh, every single one that i've done like the the groups are like a, a, a great um, yeah they're actually dead um you know i've had one or two that have maybe been a bit been a bit rude in terms of um you know they've been a bit pissed and maybe a bit um saying some things that that they shouldn't but but you know for yeah. the most part like they're really um sort of polite and dead friendly yeah. and you know probably not you know along the lines you're thinking where it's dead lewd straight away no no i, I just want to uh, say i just want to say that i think that's a really important point there what you said about um about the um uh, about how they were rude and i want to just say that um contrary to popular belief what people might uh <laughs> people listening might uh might think um you don't um I know you kind of don't do it for that laddish, um, the kind of what people might perceive to be the laddish, um, yeah. uh, what you get from it. Um, and that's why I was comfortable asking you on, on the pod, because I know you kind of don't do it to, to, for one, for a better phrase, get birds. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not why you, you've, got, you've got more to you than, than that. And that's why I was comfortable. And, that, and that's what I mean about, the reason you do it is for the kind of the yeah. personal experience of, of, of just, I don't know, finding something else about yourself. But anyway, but anyway, I think that's cool. Um, I mean, I don't think I would, uh, don't <laughs> think I, fair, I'm, though, not like, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a massive, uh, it's a massive confidence booster for me. Like, um, yeah, you know, it is. Just, if you're right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They'll be stood there getting uh, uh, ogled for, for a better, uh, <laughs> want of a better word but you know like that you ever that kept any of your drawings have you ever let you keep one mate I've got some of his drawings I'll send them to yeah. you yes <laughs> yeah. I ask him I ask him for them all the time I love it <laughs> now if this if this podcast gets 500 listens I'll put one on my story <laughs> okay. Only if I can choose. Only, only if I can choose what one it is. <laughs> yeah okay that's fine we will we will yeah. we will we will also cover the um you know what it is. I don't think the aubergine emoji is big enough. <laughs> no, it's probably not. It's probably not. Uh, okay. But, but now I soon realised that, um, like, in that environment, 
like I'm not the one that's uh, actually awkward. You know, the yeah. group actually feels more awkward than I do. So, you know, it, it became uh, quite natural, quite quick. So, yeah, fair enough. It's cool. It's good. Next um, question. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, next question. Let's move on from Paul's elder one. Um, so, um, Let me just pick a good one which will follow on from that. I want this to be as natural as possible. Go for a quick one. If there's one there, one we can answer quite quick, Tom. Yeah. Um, something it links back to something you said, something Tom said before. Uh, I, I, got, I got this one. And uh, it, was, it was a good one. Uh, what is your biggest fear? Me or you, Paul? Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you take us from. John, me to stars. Um, yeah, go stars. On. Go on. Mine is mediocrity. I, I fear mediocrity. Um, yeah. I was so close to saying that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do fear mediocrity. Um, when um, uh, I, I think it's our generation. I think it's our generation. We live in. We live in generation. Um. We live in a generation of adventure, generation want more, um, generation expectation where we kind of, we let social media affect our things. And that's not why kind of I, I fear mediocrity. Um, but like, I just kind of want amazing things from life. I just want, I just want to get to 80. And I, I want to be the dude telling the stories. I want to be, I want to be saying that, saying the funny things. I want to, I, I want to sit there and go, you know what, when is my time to go? Because I, to, to go back to this first bit of the question, this is so deep. My my biggest fear used to be used to be dying. I used to have nightmares as a kid about dying all the time. And then something which a lot of people listening to the pod will probably know because they follow me on socials. Um, I, I lost my I lost my mum when I was twenty four, um, and that kind of that kind of scenario taught me to not not fear uh, not fear everything not being here because effectively just a big ball of gas um it it made it made me fear getting to the point that i saw my mum at and going shit i've not experienced the things i want to experience and i said and i said and at the time i, I had a little bit of money in my account um and i said to my mum where do you want to go what do you want to do what do you want to see well we can still make it happen let's i'll make it happen and she kind of just looked at me and was like, like for anyone that anyone that knew her, she's mad scouse as they come and party mouth, but an absolute legend. And she just kind of looked at me and went, I've literally got everything I could possibly want in you and Becky, which is my sister. Um, and I, I believed that. And then I said to her, like, you know, are you, are you scared of what's about to happen? You know, you're scared of dying. And she was, she just frowned at me again and kind of winced and was like, absolutely not like i am not scared one iota and something which my mum had which i don't is faith she she um she went to church every sunday uh, and i and i was and i'm jealous of people with faith because i don't um it's not something it's not something that i i, I don't think i have um and 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 she she wasn't she wasn't scared of that scenario because she was happy with the things she had and she she also had faith in what what she thought was about to happen next and i'm super jealous of that and um, so that developed a fear of mediocrity and that is why i answered the question about being money motivated the way i am because um i i, I fear um 
I fear getting to that point and someone asking me that question and me going, you know what, I fucking haven't done these things that I wanted to do. So um, there we are. There's my answer. I fear mediocrity. Tommy tomorrow. Sorry, I robbed your answer. How, how am I meant to, meant to fucking one up that answer? Really? Tom's scared of heights, everyone. Tom is scared of heights nah. and yeah. spiders. That's what he's scared of. Basically. <laughs> Um, there's no, there's no point being afraid of <laughs> things like that, is it? Like things like spiders, because I mean, <coughs> Corona, we, we learn fears. We learn fears in th certain ways that we, we we learn fear through behaviour. But um, you know, they're, they're they're effectively just objects, aren't they, spiders? And that. But anyone anyone else have a good answer to that? I would Sorry. follow your spider if it come near me. I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I would follow your um, spider. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what you said there, like I, you know, I don't a very very similar answer to you, um, just with a probably with a bit of a different driver. Like I just I don't want to get on. I don't want to be on my deathbed and look back and have any regrets about anything at all. And like no. that that scares the fucking life out of me. Scares it, it scares the life out of me to not fulfil my own potential. Yeah, like, I know. I, I know. I could. I've got a lot of potential to do different things. Not in an arrogant way, but I know that I have. I know that I've got mm -hmm. the mindset to achieve whatever I want to achieve, and yeah. it, it kind of it scares me that I wouldn't do that. So, yeah, very, very similar answer to you. So, yeah. I'll, I'll pass on to Paul. I'm probably um, the most scared of um, unhappiness um, of being in a state of of not being happy with with myself and um, with my whatever's going on in my life, um, and that that stems from from already from already being in that place and 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 feeling like I had nothing to be happy about and and very yeah. emotionally void of of anything, um, and I massively fear a um, a regression to to that place if you like. Um, yeah. Learn yeah, I think when um, when you know you go through difficult um, difficult times in your life, you know, it changes it changes you who you are. I believe for the better. Um, however, I don't think those things ever truly go. You just learn how to process and deal with those things. Yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that I that I really believe is. Is that that change is, is is constant and ongoing? You know, next week is going to be different from this week. Tomorrow is going to be different from today, and mm -hmm. that almost that that fear of um, of not being in control um, of to a to a certain degree because it, because the because the future doesn't exist. I'm not in control of it. Um, yeah. I'm in control of my actions now, which will dictate the future. But you know. Um, so, yeah, long-winded way of, of saying, you know, I'm I'm most afraid of of being unhappy or allowing myself to be unhappy. Yeah, no, it's a good answer. That that's the best um, question about that, I think. Yeah, and it's the it's the it's definitely applicable to right now. Paul's answer is definitely applicable to right now because um, the very very fashionable thing to throw on you very heavily edited Instagram post is it's not survival of the fittest it's survival of the most adaptable yes um, and that is the sign of the times we're living in because we're fighting corona and um, you know we're not just fighting it from a medical point of view um, which is obviously the first and most important one we're fighting it from a point of view of um, 
you know, making sure that it doesn't affect our lives in a negative way financially, um, from the structure of our lives, the happiness of our lives, um, and so on and so forth. Um, so that was a good question. Um, big thank you to whoever asked that. Um, okay, uh, should we do some PT stuff? Um, What was the moment that pushed you into PT, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go with you because um, you used to be a boffin, didn't you? <laughs> you were a professional boffin. <laughs> the reason I'm a PT is because I was far from a boffin, living a boffin's life. That, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so I, I worked in IT for five years before I became a PT. Um, and I just absolutely fucking hated it. It just wasn't me. Being sat behind a desk all day is just not not my vibe whatsoever. So yeah. um, I got to a point in, in my third job, I think. And I was just like, I'm not going into work today. I'm not, I'm not going. And I just didn't go into work for three days. <laughs> and I told my boss that I was struggling massively and that I couldn't do it. Um, I, couldn't, I just couldn't go and sit at a desk all day. Um, so... Yeah, so essentially I just kind of decided to make a change and uh, decided to go self-employed, um, become a personal trainer, live in a gym uh, because yeah. I, I, I couldn't wait to go to the gym when I'd finished work. So that was that was always my thing. So mm -hmm. yeah, I um, I decided to, to jump into PT and, and I don't think I've looked back since. That was nearly three years ago now. So uh, yeah. yeah, that was me. I, it was, it was, I was trying to move away from, from pain in, in a in a like I said before about, you know, not fulfilling my own potential type thing. I, yeah. I was, I was a hundred percent not doing that. I was happy to sit behind a desk and well, obviously wasn't happy to sit behind a desk, but I'd, I'd, my life had kind of taken that path. Um, yeah. And I, I just decided that this is not the path that I want to be on. So I made a change. And I just, I ever did. I just want, I just want to, I just want to add to that for people listening. Uh, Tom came to PT pretty late, I would say, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree with that. Um, and he, he probably he probably did one of the best first years in PT that I've ever seen. Um, and I've shared in the past um, the podcast he did with uh, Chris Knott, um, who uh, who who got a lot of great information out of Tom for people who are wanting to go into PT and what they perceive they need to do. Um, Tom did a great first year in PT and that's what the, the podcast is called. It's obviously my, my first year in PT or something like that. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to do, if you're going to make a decision to leave your job, uh, firstly, don't underestimate that decision. And secondly, um, ask somebody who's done it fantastically well, use resources that you have available. So you speak to Tom, if you are listening, um, you know, ask him, ask him what he did in his first year. You learn an awful lot about the body, uh, which is one of my big beliefs. If you understand the human body, if you understand anatomy, you have give yourself a better chance of being a PT. It is that simple. You can fix problems that people come to you with if you understand how their body works. And Tom definitely, definitely, definitely did that. Secondly, he surrounded himself with a very, very, very good team at Total Fitness. Um, one of them, which we have here, who I've stolen. Um, Paul uh, and obviously the girls, Becky, so Max, Sam, all, all the uh, and, and, and the Chris, like, everyone there. I don't know if um, I don't know if I've missed anyone talking fast. But um, if you're gonna if you're gonna switch to PT and you're gonna do it in your in the later side of your twenties um, or the mid to later side of your twenties, make sure you do it right. So take some advice off Tom. So if you're listening, get in his inbox, slide his DMs. Um, 
you know, that's I'm males and right. and males and females, by the way. If it's DMs are open, um, so I'm glad you cleared that one up. Um, so yeah, uh, who would win in a hundred meter race out of the two Toms? There's only one way to find out. Tune in another time for this. <laughs> I spent three weeks stretching my hamstrings before I run a hundred meters, though. Um, so we'll we'll come back to that. I think it'll be me, but I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to discredit him too much on the podcast. He's willingly come on for. So, um, right then, I'm going to finish the questions there. What are we up to this week? Anything? Nothing? Something? Got any plans? Or are we preparing for the 4th of July, which is looking like gyms opening? We doing anything differently, by the way, when we open back up? Any, anyone got, obviously, Paul's doing something differently. He's in the Dream Factory. Tom, are you, what have you, are you, doing, are you going to do anything differently when you go back that you've learned during lockdown? Um, not in particular. I'm going to see. I think, obviously, there's that whole thing, isn't there, of uh, life before corona and life after corona. So yeah. I'm just going to see what the gym's looking like and what, you know, what PT's looking like. You know, yeah. I, I want to get back to face-to-face PT and because and, I, I love face-to-face PT. I, I work yeah. a little bit online, but I'm not, I'm not massively, massively uh, online in terms of clients and stuff. So I want to get back to face-to-face PT, see where everything's up to, um, kind of let everything settle down and then make my next move from there. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back in there and, and seeing everyone on a, on a sort of yeah. face-to-face basis as opposed to on a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Paul, you're going to be, what, what are you doing differently yeah, apart from training and training people in a different place and, 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 and doing things? I know you've kind of, you've definitely focused a little bit more on your online presence recently. That's something that's going to continue. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's just, for me, I look at it as just having another um, tool in, in my toolbox, another another service that I can deliver. Um, yeah. And, you know, I believe that um, it's sort of where I've got sort of views on in, in taking my career and business um, and the sort of culture and society that we live in, you know, online and, and doing things through technology is is going to be really, really prevalent in that. So... Um, you know, Corona really exposed me in terms of, you know, seeing what, seeing where I was weak at in terms of my business. So just working on those areas and then, and hopefully progressing in them so that um, it sets me up well for, for the future. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, I'm going to answer my own question. I don't, what am I going to do differently? Um, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on a different project, which I'm hopefully going to be able to reveal in the next couple of months. Um, and yeah, going to going to kind of get. I I personally think we're going to have a big. Uh, I think we're going to have a big rebound in our industry. So if you're a PT listening to this, get ready, get ready because it's going to happen. Um, it might not happen inside a gym but it's going to happen any way you make it happen. So if you want to do a big boot camp on a field and it's an open space and people who want to still socially distance, even though they don't have to, can either way, you've got to get ready um, because there's going to be a tidal wave. Um, so get your systems in line. I'm going to do things slightly differently. My systems are changing. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of make my onboarding process a little bit simpler um, for the clients and, um, and yeah, I just want to streamline things so I can spend more time doing other stuff, which makes everything else more successful. But yeah, fun podcast. Tom's DMs are open and 
Paul is a naked model. That's the summary. Oh, yeah. and the 10-week challenge is open. Pow, it starts the 4th of July. We're in a trip to Ibiza. So, yeah, I might even come for a little day, fly out, say, say hello, grab a photo in Ocean, and uh, fly home. And carry Definitely on. happening for more than a day, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks for having us on, Tom. No worries. Thank you for coming on, lads. I appreciate it. I hope everyone finds some value. Anyone got any questions about anything anyone said? Anyone's got any questions about getting into PT after lockdown? Give us a shout. Other than that, stay safe. Bye. See you later, guys.